Good morning, everyone. Friends, we have um, in our gospel, much quoted uh, gospel, gospel pericope, we call it, line. And friends, the setting for the Sunday's gospel is the Last Supper. The chapter more, he promised to give the Holy Spirit to instruct and guide his church uh, after his ascension into heaven. But it is on this night, on this moment, uh, that our Lord is with his closest friends, his apostles. And um, he's eager to tell them even more deeply uh, what is at the core of his heart that is closest to it. And he does so uh, with just a few words. Love one another. My friends, it is on this night that the Eucharist is instituted and it'll be the first time because we have three at this Mass who are going to receive First Eucharist also. So the apostles are watching because they remember the first time they had theirs. And hopefully you will remember also years from now. But Jesus says, love one another. And my friends, we must never, never underestimate the importance of this commandment. Not only because it's in the setting of the Last Supper where he institutes the Eucharist, which is a great sign of his love, um, but it is... Uh, the words before he will die. And we must never underestimate also the demands of what he has put forth to us. Because our Lord would lay down his life as proof of this love that he is talking about. He laid his life down for his apostles, for his disciples, for each one of you. And then he asks us then to emulate it. <laughs> and that's where, oh, mercy, that's a lot. My friends, I bring this up because our first reading tells us that uh, the, the two apostles went and they went and preached uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, they brought with them many things and uh, introduced new things. We, and the church was being created. And uh, my friends, sometimes today uh, there are, some of our Catholics think uh, that the church has gone a bit soft um, in its uh, style and its uh, puttings forth. And... Uh, they lament the fact that uh, the practice of fasting and abstinence has been somewhat lessened um, in its frequency and severity, meaning it's not uh, spoken as often about either. Um, and they will put forth that uh, they say there is too much preaching about mercy and not enough about penance. Um, they say that they miss the fire and brimstone approach to preaching. <laughs> My Baptist friend, <laughs> he knows what that is. That's a tradition in their community. Um, and my friends, I've only been a priest 11 years, and I do not think that I've preached a fire and brimstone homily. Um, I'm not even sure exactly what that would look like. Um, but also, uh, some of our uh, dearest beloved Catholic <laughs> seem to think of the opinion that the good old days meant it was a challenge to be a good Catholic good. The truth is that some of the external practices were easy to comply with in comparison to what Jesus is putting forth in the gospel today. When we face what his commandment entails, we see that it is far, far from easy, especially when we understand what Jesus meant when he declared that his commandment is new in what way is it new? 
because we have gone over this before. Uh, the Old Testament demanded love of others. Love of God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and to love others as yourself. And here's where the new comes in. Jesus ups it. Jesus says, I am the measure and the model of what that love will be. The love he spoke of would be different than in manner and degree to which we will love others. And then he showed us by laying down his life. That is what he meant when he added, as I have loved you, so you shall love one another. And this type of love is truly great. My friends, within the Eucharist, we celebrate the love of Christ and his sacrifice. The greatest act of love was his sacrifice, and the one that follows right next to it is the Eucharist, where he gives his body and blood to you and I, that we may have life within us. We acknowledge that under the appearances of bread and wine is his paschal mystery, his blood poured out for us. Clearly, then, we must never underestimate the demands of this new commandment of which Jesus spoke in those final hours, um, and that he himself is the example, the model, and the measure of what we are to go and do also. It was this commandment of love which inspired the preachers of the early church, like Paul and Barnabas that we heard this morning, they traveled great distances and with very difficult circumstances and under threat of death to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. It was love which made the hearers accept the faith and persevere in it so that the church did in fact spread to all the ends of the earth. It was love which moved the martyrs to give up their lives not for a principle and not for some ideal but for a person. Jesus Christ, and for his kingdom, and for his ways. It was love which inspired saints to serve others unselfishly without expectation of anything in return. And it is the same love for God and for each other which will make us good Catholics. Matter of fact, I will correct that. It will make you a holy Catholic. And there is a difference. Holiness is what we strive for. And within it, all those other things are there. Goodness and respect and joy. Jesus does not give us a commandment without also giving us the means to fulfill it. His grace. That is why in the Mass, we not only look upon the sacrament of his body and blood, we also share in it through what we call Holy Communion. Double meaning, meaning the Eucharist, but also in communion in the most intimate way with him. Participating in the Eucharist helps us then to walk in holiness more. It helps us to become more and more like Christ so that we then can keep this commandment, and all of them really, but this one, to love. As I have loved you, so also you should love one another. That type of love is truly great. That type of love is holy. And my friends, believe it or not, our modern, our modern and advanced world that we live in is still 
doesn't get amazed by very much, but it is still amazed and in awe to discover a place and a people where such great love exists, where Christ's love exists and is exampled. In my, my prayers over the weekend writing this homily, a pastor has to ask himself, does this love burn in his community? Does this type of love exist here at St. Nicholas in Gig Harbor? Because you are his disciples, and his commandment is to all of you. Yes, me too. I'm one of his disciples. <laughs> and then finally, are you willing to be a vessel of this love? Jesus wanted love to be the hallmark of his followers. When the early Christians took our Lord's dying message, meaning the one just before he would give up his life, to heart and put it into practice, they achieved great things for God. And so can we. We can all learn a lesson from this page in the history of Mother Church. My friends, you're all right, Father, great, that's all good. Okay. Let me approach it this way. This comes from 1 Peter 4, 8. Above all, let your love for one another be intense because love covers a multitude of sins. For all of you who do not frequent the confessional very often, <laughs> you should listen to this. <laughs> Because most people are afraid. They're afraid because they say they're sinners. Being afraid is not going to get you into heaven. Taking action is going to get you into heaven. Let your love for one another be intense because love covers a multitude of sins. This addresses something else about homilies. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Mm-hmm. As each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace. Whoever preaches, let it be with the words of God. Keep praying for me that I use the words of God when I preach.